Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, officially known as your mayor of PHNX. And I, let me tell you, I don't give a damn about what some foam finger says about me on social media. But this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX and put $1 or more on any NFL team to score any points. And should they score any points, you will get $100 in free bets instantly. Uh, And that is an instant thing. You take those free bets, go over and have yourself a happy new year uh, with some same game parlays and and some other options that you have on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Of course, I am joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, a big, big day for you once again uh, on two shows, I believe, today. This now being your third show. Is that, is that yeah, correct? I, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I'm definitely not qualified <laughs> to be on three shows. There are two shows max qualifications, but I, I appreciate it. I do like going on and talking about Arizona Diamondbacks anywhere that they want me to do so. And I was there also on know. the Cardinals was on the Cardinals show and it's kind of uh, amusing to me uh you know just a little bit Jesse I, I can't lie the Cardinals are going through a, a rough patch you know a few losses but they did even in their rough patch even in their losses even in this kind of time of woe amongst Arizona Cardinals fans they still clinched a playoff spot okay so yeah. let me tell you <laughs> we over here at the PHNX D-backs podcast <laughs> don't want to hear your shit okay you got a playoff spot you have two more games to play. Figure it out. I get it. You went injuries. Yeah. Oh, you had some injuries? Let's talk about Cattell Marte missing nearly 80 games this season. Let's talk about that. No, you don't want to talk about that. You're not ready to talk about that. I well, will that's... say there are some, there are some similarities, I will say. Yeah, right. I was just going to say, that's what I think makes you perfectly qualified to be on the Cardinals show. Because every woe that they're going through, Derek, you have, uh, we, you have already been through to the nth through. degree with this Diamondbacks team. So It's, it's absolutely <laughs> the truth. We've had ups and downs. We're almost at the end of the year, Jesse. We have our one final show of 2021, which has been, for me uh, personally, one of the greatest years of my life. I say that because... We did have so much here in the Valley. We've had so much fun sports-wise, even if it wasn't with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, The Phoenix Suns, you know, we had three teams make the the championship game this year. That's something that isn't always uh, uh, easy to remember. And, you know, you often say that obviously we're we're kind of snake-bitten here in Arizona, but uh, things can turn around just like they have for the Suns and other organizations. The Cardinals went from being a team that at the beginning of the season, any single one of us as fans, would have happily taken them going 10 and and 7 and making the playoffs, right? And now it seems like this season is a complete disaster for them just because expectations got so high, right? Right. Meanwhile, over here with the D-backs, expectations couldn't be lower. And I think that is one place where they're going to actually be able to have some fun next season. I can't imagine yeah. expectations being any lower for this team versus, you know, what the Suns and the and the Cardinals are currently going through, right? So, uh, and, and expectations don't get any lower than the Coyotes, right? Where they come out of the gate and say they're going to tank before they've even played a single game on the ice. Yeah, that's, that that's happen. a whole other thing. That didn't even happen here in Arizona for the for the Diamondbacks, right? Yeah. I mean, they they yeah. came out and were, and were pretty decent for about a month or so before the wheels came off. So You know what happened, Jesse. It became tank, tank season. season. There you that's go. Right. There you go. Yeah. Now, this is an audio now, Jesse, podcast, but yes, Derek is yeah, flashing graphics on the screen. <laughs> I flash graphics regardless. They're not for the they're not for the viewers, they're not for the listeners. They are for you, Jesse Friedman. I just want to remind <laughs> you, tank season 
did happen and it was a thing but uh, uh an interesting uh thing for the arizona diamondbacks obviously that we've discussed has been what are they going to do about some of these positional needs that they have coming up for yes. the 2022 season obviously they have said that they intend to fill them with some of their younger talent but it doesn't even seem like they have enough of that ready to go not uh, at third base they don't not at not third at base. third base and you can take another potential candidate off that list jesse because today some news came out that kyle seager the third baseman for the seattle mariners forever uh has announced his retirement uh, after 11 seasons in uh, mlb he was not uh, his his option was not picked up by the mariners so he was a free agent there were some you know attachments to the Arizona Diamondbacks because he felt like he would be a good fit. Of course, we know what they're looking for. They're not looking for anybody that's going to break the bank, and they're not looking for anybody who's going to be seeking a long-term deal, maybe a one-year yeah. deal, two years max. But a guy with a veteran you know, presence, somebody that could have brought some of that veteran knowledge and experience to you know, a young ball club, much like what they tried to do last year. Kyle Seager is is really a great all around player. I mean, it's it, he's one guy that I don't think anyone in baseball dislikes Kyle Seager. I mean, he he came up with the Mariners organization. He spent all eleven years of his career in Seattle, and he was a really good, solid player for for his entire stint there. Sadly, he never made an appearance in the postseason in his eleven year uh, major league career. That's yeah, what you get yeah. when you spend your entire career with the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, uh, hopefully yeah. that hopefully our friend Robbie Ray doesn't uh, doesn't have the same issue over there. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think most likely Kyle Seager probably would have been a little bit outside what the Diamondbacks uh, would have been comfortable paying for a third baseman. The option that he uh, that the Mariners declined was a twenty million dollar option. Um, yeah, so but that's probably that's wasn't understandable when you look at his yeah. numbers from last year in 2020, you can understand why they didn't pick up a $20 million option on him. What's, what's odd though, again, is the decision to just retire, right? I think that we, again, we talked about some players making the decision to go overseas, uh, and just kind of, at least for the time being bypass this entire lockout situation and just go somewhere so they can play baseball, right? On, on the flip side, you have some guys who honestly probably could have gotten more years out of their career yeah. retiring you know, early. Obviously, Buster Posey is the one guy that comes to mind with his incredible numbers that he had last season. Uh, right. Kyle Seeger, by no stretch of the imagination, was anywhere close to his numbers. But he's still putting pretty decent numbers up. And, you know, again, like you said, the option of $20 million, that probably wasn't going to happen with any team. Or maybe not even $10 million, right? But... I don't know if you can still get paid $5 million to play baseball for a team in the major leagues for one single season that to a guy that does not make $5 million a year seems like a very, very good deal (laughs) that I would happily take. Another great moment that I remember of Kyle Seager was when uh, they had the players nickname jerseys and he went with Corey's brother is what he had on the back of his his jerseys. (laughs) So that was a tremendous moment. Cheers to him. Kyle Seager, um, I mean, his numbers last year were not, I mean, yeah, probably not worth 20 million. He only hit 212 and his OPS was 723. Um, his OPS plus was 100, which means he was perfectly league average uh, overall by that metric. But he did hit 35 home runs and he had 101 RBIs for a Mariners team that was bordering on the playoffs. And he was one of their best position players, if not the best position player on that roster. So, 
Um, I think he might have gotten a little more than uh, than than five, but you're probably right. Maybe around ten, something in that range is probably what he would have gotten. And and yeah, for some guys like Buster Posey and now Kyle Seeger, they just want to move on with their lives, right? I mean, eleven yeah. years is still a long MLB career, all things considered. And yeah, at age thirty four, maybe he did have a little bit left in the tank, but. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he's made a good amount of money at this point and, and all the best to Kyle Seeger moving forward. There is something to be said about playing your entire career with a single organization like that when you've had a long yeah. career, right? Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're really beloved by the fans at that point. There's a really good chance that you could just get a position within the organization where you're still around baseball if that's something that you're into. But regardless, he's going to be a Mariner for life. You know, he's going to be at all those alumni games. He's going to be one of those guys that just – constantly is beloved by seattle fans and that's yeah that's it's not a terrible place to be right and especially if you're if if you i think the biggest thing is you don't find yourself loving the thing you do anymore right mm-hmm. uh it's it's weird but that's where that those big contracts we talked about yesterday just make me question how much a player can still be motivated to love the game after they've played with the same team for half of their 14 year contract, you know, when they're seven <laughs> years in, right? Like, I mean, it, everything becomes a job. We love this job, but this job becomes a job. It's difficult at times uh, to, to do our job, just like any job, right? But you and I still really much, very, very much love this. And uh, again, for me in 2021, getting this job is, is, uh, is the, the best thing that's almost has ever happened to me in my life, besides my daughter and my wife, right? Um, yeah, and they might there there might be some ranking issues in there with this job and them that I don't want to address right here <laughs> on a program that they might listen to. Uh, but what I will say is this is that uh, you know this job is my dream job. And speaking very personally, at times I've been very very stressed out by this job. Jesse can attest to this. Uh, I've been a ball of nerves. And one of the things that I realize when you get a job that you love this much is you you don't want to screw it up. You know, there's a lot of pressure that you put maybe on yourself or a lot of stress you feel because you just want to do the best job, the best work you possibly can. And I feel like, you know, that in sports, that's kind of what these guys, that's that pressure that they're always under, right? Like they always have to perform. There's always that stress. There's always that pressure, no matter what, you know, whether you're a young guy coming up, trying to prove yourself that you belong in the majors, whether you're a guy that's, you know, hot and you want to stay hot to prove you're not just some sort of fluke, whether you want to get that big contract because it's your contract year, you're a free agent with a new team you just signed, you want to impress the fans or prove you're worth that contract. You know, there's just a lot of pressure in sports stress that is constantly on you. And I think it would be really relieving that day that you decide to walk away, to be honest. Like, I think that would probably be for the first time you just can go, Ah, I don't have to worry about, you know, my batting average next season, or I don't have to worry <laughs> about, you know, fans thinking I'm over the hill and that I should be replaced by the next up and comer. I don't have to fight for my spot and like have mm. sleepless nights worrying about losses and wins and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, as much as we all love sports, I can imagine as an athlete, you get to that point where, man, that seems really, that seems really tantalizing to just be done with all yeah. of that constant pressure. I think that's a great point. I mean, we so often 
and maybe I fall into this more than you do, Derek, being, you know, being a numbers guy and looking at stats all the time, you can very easily forget that like these guys are human beings. And at the end of the day, you know, they go home and they have families and, you know, a lot of them are married, have kids and, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, this, this is bigger than just baseball. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we, we heard it with Buster Posey too. He just said he was tired of, of just being in pain all the time. Like we don't, right. we don't often yeah. think about the physical and emotional stress that players undergo throughout their entire career. And, Especially uh, baseball, right? Cause baseball gets a bad yeah. rap. Baseball isn't football. It's not hockey. You know, you don't have these physical, you know, the, this physical man on man kind of, uh, you know, fighting like you do in football and, and hockey. Sure. Uh, even basketball, you know, tends to be pretty physical. Uh, you're not, you're not, you're typically not even defending a guy or like standing very close to an opposing, you know, uh, a team or opposing player. Right. But still, yeah, like you said, there's, there's just pain and aches and pains, especially your catcher, like your knees, your body, all of that. But yeah, yeah. just playing a game, getting up and being ready for it you know, and, and being ready for big moments and all of that, you know, I think honestly, the one thing that's the, the one really bad part about like these zoom meetings with the players is where we, as media, I feel like are starting to become more and more disconnected with them. Right. 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 That, 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 that human feeling that you were talking about was that exact feeling that I felt in my soul, in my heart, when I would go into the clubhouse, you know, you go up to go talk to this guy and you're just trying to do a job. All I needed to do when I worked for this, you know, radio station was I just needed a soundbite. And I, I mean, it didn't matter if I asked the question or if someone else did. And I was just trying to be like, all right, I just need. And then you kind of get in these guys presence and you realize the, the emotions, the sadness, the everything that goes through it. Right. Like next thing you know, you're wording your question a little differently because you can see, really how upset this player is by this or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. all of those moments, those are things that reminded you as a member of the media or me, at least that, that these guys were, were human, you know, and that they felt bad and they didn't want to talk about it. It's like, it's like your boss pulling you in for a meeting when someone complains about you at work, right? <laughs> You're like, even if your boss is like, yeah, I know, I know you, you didn't really do anything wrong, but I have to talk to you. Right. Nobody wants to have those talks. Nobody wants to have those meetings with their boss about things they did wrong or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's a constant. I, I yeah. 100% see these guys um, just feeling that, that sense of relief of walking away. Uh, and, you know, especially with the future so uncertain right now, you know, um, somebody like Kyle Seeger that had the contract that he did, uh, he might be financially set. So, he, he doesn't have to wade in the waters of what's going on with MLB right now and this lockout and everything. And he can go yeah. off and start a, start a completely different life or a different career. You'd be amazed by how many players have actually had greater success. Maybe not, maybe not financial success, but a lot of them <laughs> have like outside of sports, right? Like they kind of played sports for a limited amount of time and then went off and invested their money wisely and made more money than they ever did as a ball player doing something else. So uh, maybe maybe that's the case for some of these guys. Let's let's hope. Uh, but again, third base market just loses one more guy that the Diamondback could have potentially struck a deal. It's with. It's got to be so, Chris Bryant now, Derek. It's got to be. It's got to be Chris Bryant. Bryant. Well, he's left. in the graphic, yeah. Jesse. He he yeah. snuck into our graphic <laughs> as a designated hitter, so obviously he wants on this team. Can't wait to see what happens once baseball gets going again. 
and we sign Chris Bryant because obviously that's what that means. It's 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 fate. Uh, but it's not fate for you to go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's it's you willingly participating in your future. It's you changing the future by going over the DraftKings Sportsbook app using our code of PHNX and betting $1 or more on any NFL team to score some points. Should they score points, you will get $100 in free bets instantly. It doesn't matter how they score points. It doesn't matter how many points they score. None of that shit matters. All that matters is that they score one point. And the way it works in the NFL, I think the least amount of points you can score is two. So go bet your $1 on any team to score. Uh, I don't know if I would bet on the Cardinals to score, but that's a whole other story that we would need to address uh, closer to that Cowboys game. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can get additional skin in the game. Once you get those $100 in free bets, you go over and, and get into the game with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. Lots of different options once you open that same game parlay submenu. And the more legs you add, the more money you can win. Remember, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Uh, just remember that code PHNX for new customers, and you will get $100 in free bets for betting $1 uh, or more on any team to score. Uh, 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Jesse, yes, I was on multiple shows today, uh, and I was giving my opinions on things like I do. Uh, one of the discussions that we had today on the PHNX Sports Show was about the best athlete, uh, best player, best you know teammate, whatever you want to say, uh, but the best all-around player, for each franchise, for each organization here in Arizona, uh, my choice was Cattell Marte. Uh, and you and I actually had a, a little discussion about that. Uh, but Cattell Marte still manages to be Cattell Marte. We joke about the fact that he const constantly hits 320. But let's be honest. Let's look back. Uh, 318 this season, eh, 287 in 2020 uh 329 and then yeah it drops off a little bit but uh ever since he made that big splash and i think 2018 was the year where he was really really good um he has been just an incredible hitter for this team even when he was injured he still slashed 318 377 532 last season with a 909 ops an ops plus of 143 so crazy I, you know, he only played 90 games. Right. Um, so he was there about half the time, which is odd because it seemed it seemed like he was around more than that. But I do remember huge droughts without Cattell Marte. And then even when he did come back, his impact was minimal because he was getting hits, but no one else really was at the time. Yeah. So it didn't seem like he was, <laughs> you know, it, was, it wasn't like he was back and all of a sudden they they turned the tide in some way. I think what does it for me, Derek, it, you mentioned 2020, there was a bit of a drop off to 287, but uh, that, of course, was an abbreviated season. So for me, what what really points to the player and the hitter that Cattell Marte is, is if you pull together his last three seasons, so 2019 through 2021, this is almost 300 games, almost 1,200 plate appearances. He's hitting 318 over his last nearly 1,200 plate appearances. And that's, I mean, this is who he is. Like that 2019 breakout year, that was not a fluke. Maybe we don't see him hit, you know, near 30 home runs again at some point in the future. 
Um, but this is who Cattell Marte is. I mean, he is going to hit 320, and he's going to do it because he's he's far and away essentially the best hitter in baseball against left-handed pitching. It's absolutely absurd what Cattell Marte does against left-handed pitching. He's over a hundred percent above league average in in that regard. Um, and obviously he's no slouch against, against righties as well. So I think it's a really interesting question though. When you asked me this earlier in the day, I was actually kind of torn because yeah, Cattell only played 90 games. Can you really be your team's most valuable player when you're only around for about half the season? And the only other name that came to my mind was Merrill Kelly on, on the pitching side, a guy who Same with me. Yeah, he did miss a few games. He, in his own right, wasn't uh, wasn't healthy the whole way. Um, but he was still around basically the entire season. Um, I believe he made 27 starts. And as we've talked about before on this podcast, Merrill Kelly was the best, most consistent pitcher the Diamondbacks had last season. And, and in large part, that's because he was around. He stayed on the field at least more than than most of the other guys on this team and he gave them a lot of stability that they didn't get from anywhere else. You talked about Cattell and his left-handed hitting, uh, or you know, hitting against left-handed pitching. Uh, but these numbers are bonkers: three eighty-seven, four thirty-five, seven thirty-six, oh <laughs> with a one with a one point one seven one OPS. Um, and what's interesting is he didn't really have that much more power against them, just consistency, right? He hit uh, eight home runs off left-hander, uh, six home runs off of righties. So, but yeah. I mean, he's probably facing oh. lefties uh, more rarely compared to facing righties. So if he exactly. has. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's Yeah, it's the yeah because he has uh, double uh, the abats against right-handed pitching right, that he has right. versus left-handed pitching. But yeah, similar numbers as far as RBI. And home runs. Also, uh, strikeouts are incredibly different. 46 strikeouts versus 14. Uh, and the other thing that really sticks out to me here, man, is just, I mean, it's its like, like you said, it's so much better than league average, but he is hitting 101 points higher against left-handed pitching, pitching than right-handed pitching. It's wow. crazy how good he is. So it's three. What are the numbers? It's three eighty-seven, three eighty-seven, and two eighty-six against righties. Okay. Yeah. Neither of those are neither of those are, are bad. Um. But yeah. No. Three, no. Two eighty-six isn't bad at all. But it's the three eighty-seven that's really like holy shit. Yeah. And again, the lefties are usually right. You tend to be your your more dominant pitchers. They tend to be the guys that people have more trouble with. So what a valuable asset Cattell Marte is for this team. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Merrill Kelly. The thing about Merrill Kelly was his numbers do not look good. You know, a four forty four point four four ERA and uh, in twenty seven starts, but it's the twenty seven starts, right? It's the consistency. <laughs> it's the fact that he was honestly the their he was their their security blanket. He ended yeah. the longest. Uh, he, he ended the longest losing streak in franchise history, and he ended the longest uh, road losing streak in MLB history. Uh, and I think he ended their other losing streak as well, which was like 13 games or 14 games, whatever they had that was up there as well as far as their losing streak. So he was their stopper as far as like coming in and delivering in, in a situation where they really needed a win. They needed the losing the stop. They needed the bleeding the stop. And Kelly was it, you know, 
But again, yeah. the numbers don't really reflect it. Not great numbers. And I think, honestly, that works definitely in the Diamondbacks' favor. You know, we, you talked about him definitely being one of the top candidates to not be wearing a D-backs uniform after this season uh, at the end of 2022. But I'll say, at the very least, the Diamondbacks probably know or, or value Merrill Kelly potentially more than other teams are going to based on their scouting and their, you know, and the numbers that he produces. Merrill Kelly, I, I think he's going to be a hot commodity just because, you know, yes, he probably is more of a number four, number five starter. Uh, you're, you're probably in trouble if Merrill Kelly is your ace, which unfortunately <laughs> was kind of the kind of the case for the Diamondbacks this Correct. past season. Yeah. Um, but I mean, come the trade deadline, there's always a lot of teams lining up for really any kind of starting pitching that's that's on the market. But but you're right. I mean, the Diamondbacks obviously love him. That's the reason that they went out and signed him uh, above what other teams were willing to pay uh, a few years ago out of the KBO. And uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just it's a fun story, too. Right. He's an ASU guy. Um, you know, he he spent, I believe he went to high school in the areas in Arizona he he, as well. Desert Mountain High School. In Desert Mountain High School. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So he's and, a local guy. It's a cool and story. Don't forget, he was originally drafted by the Orioles uh, out of high school. And then he opted to go back to Yavapai College in Prescott. Arizona, right. Right. Just and then eventually he transferred to uh, Arizona State. But just a weird path for Merrill. And. I think the one thing that <laughs> that really just backs that up is when you talk to him and you get to know him as a person, he definitely wa- he, he walks his own path. And you can see that based on his career and, and where it went and how he was able to get from uh, eventually from, like you said, the KBO to here at, at a major league level where, yeah, he's probably going to be pretty coveted uh, at, at next season or – you know, after his deal is up at the end of 2022. He's only making 5.5 million, even in the very last year of, of his contract. So just yeah. that fact yeah. alone, I mean, if you trade for Merrill Kelly, you're not picking up that much salary halfway through the season. So I'm sure there will be a number of, a number of suitors lining up, but Derek, let's hope that, uh, that Merrill Kelly is, uh, is firmly planted in the desert because the Diamondbacks midway through next season are in a good spot and, and don't have any need to, uh, to be sellers at the trade deadline. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to make any comments about that because I don't want people coming for me like they came for me about the Paul Goldschmidt comments uh, <laughs> on yesterday's show. Hey, we ran so. a poll about that. And as, as of this moment, as we record on, on Wednesday evening, the poll is pretty close. I think it's 68%. Uh, goalie and thirty-two oh, percent JD it's, Martinez. It's 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 a split, Jesse. It's almost a, it's almost a dead heat. Well, <laughs> I think I think you're <laughs> I think you're thinking what I'm thinking. There was a lot of people that voted. There were a lot of votes, and I'm surprised that the percentages are that high for JD Martinez. Yeah. I appreciate the support, and I appreciate people feeling <laughs> the way that I do. And I might have to put an article up on gophnx.com about it, but. I will tell you this much. You need to be on the lookout for that. If you're not already a member, uh, go over to gophnx.com, sign up to become a member. You can become an annual member, and you'll get a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, or sign up to become a month-to-month member, and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. And yeah, Jesse, I uh, again, I'm not. I'm I'm more surprised uh, by the uh, by by what people are agreeing with me on. I think that people saw <laughs> in a short season. 
what JD Martinez did and the impact he had on this team. And you know what? You you talked about it, like how he went on to Boston and kind of had uh, some rough times and such. And and Goldschmidt left to go to uh, St. Louis and didn't have a great first season over there as well. Yeah. So there, there's no way to really tell uh, how these guys would have performed had they stayed here in the friendly confines of Chase Field. Maybe J.D. Martinez would have just kept hitting home runs uh, like every other game like he did at one point. I remember the four <laughs> home run game. I have a T-shirt from it. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, he, he was a beast while he was here. I, I just it's interesting uh, just to discuss. I know we talked about how close their contracts were, even though J.D. Martinez's was a little bit less expensive. But uh, yeah, man, I think it was uh, it's it, it mostly was the fact that I love J.D. Martinez and I felt like, yeah, uh, he was clutch. Right. So I, I will say that Paul Goldschmidt, even with all of uh, everything he did, how great he was for this team, there was just times where I, I didn't find him to be that clutch player uh, in the circumstance when the game was on the line or, or things like that. I, I don't know if the stats back that up. I might just be using my own opinion of the games I, I was there at, you know, like sometimes like you almost, that that's when people start feeling like their presence uh, at a, at a game. Or like dictates the outcome the of the yes. game. Yeah. <laughs> like my friends and I strongly believe our friend Mega Ran, who provides us with the lovely mailbag Monday song that we use every Monday. Um, yes. It's bad luck for the sons. Uh, he's goes to a lot of losses. That's all I'm saying. He, him and I were present for a loss uh, for the Mercury during their championship run or their championship series. So there, there, there's a lot of question marks surrounding uh, Mega Man's presence in, in, at, 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 the, at the Suns Arena, you know. But uh, I, I think that's what it comes down to, is when you start going to a lot of losses, when you start going to games where you see Goldschmidt go 0 for 4, you start really starting to wonder, like, is it me? Is it something I'm yeah. doing? You know? No, I think it's very valid. And and I'll have to look at the the numbers and, and kind of see what, what they say on this. But I don't think you're alone at all in that. I have heard from a number of people this sense that, you know, Paul Goldsman is this great player and there's no one you'd rather have in the first five innings of a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in the last few innings, you know, if he's up with, you know, the bases loaded in two outs, you, you don't necessarily feel so good. So I don't think you're off base with that. And I also think that J.D. Martinez, is, even though his stint in Arizona was so short, I don't know if it's possible for this fan base to fall any more in love with a player than than they did him. I mean, the man oh, hit man. 30 home runs in half a season. I mean, it was it was absurd what he did in Arizona. And the fact that he wanted to come back, um, he, he mentioned that several times after uh, his deal expired and he left yeah. the team ultimately signing with Boston. There are a lot of people who wanted to see JD Martinez back. And, and yeah, I would probably, I would probably go with Goldie. If if you could only pay one or the other, I would probably say Goldie, but I understand why 32% of people so far have said JD Martinez because of that emotional connection. And the fact that he's still, I mean, he was really, really good this last year for the Boston Red Sox. I think too, when you don't get to see that guy ever falter, you know, like there, there was just such a short sample size for yeah. D-backs fans to have him in. Yeah. Our lives, we right? don't know like the mortal version of JD Martinez. We've <laughs> right. only seen this absurd godlike version of him. <laughs> right. Where he's just, he could just hit the ball at will. It seems like, but uh, yeah, 
I, as JD Martinez is still, he was still the only thing I wanted on my Christmas list, Jesse. And uh, <laughs> again, for I think the third, fourth consecutive Christmas, I did not get him, but mm. I, I hope you guys all got what you wanted this holiday season. And if you didn't, don't worry, go over to the PHNX locker. Uh, we still have some amazing, great sports merch just for you. Uh, I spoiled myself and everybody I knew, uh, and you should spoil yourself by picking up some of the hottest shirts and stickers in the Valley. Uh, you can't see it right now, but I'm still showing the camera that I am wearing my PHNX D-back shirt. I have a drawer full of PHNX shirts. I can't get enough of them, Jesse. I even have the Howling Coyote in multiple colors. That's how wow. diehard I am for our <laughs> merchandise. Uh, do you have any particular designs that you really uh, you really fawn over when it comes to our shirts? You know, I ordered for uh, for Black Friday when that was all happening. I ordered uh, one of the Devin Booker sunset shirts ah. where he's in the in the sick like classic car. It's such that a good just, that it's one such gets a good me. shirt. And like yeah. not only that, but I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show already. I did not know that his dog was in the car with him until yeah I saw the shirt in person, and then I saw the dog, and I was like, oh my god. This shirt just got. I think the dog is purple, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is. To like match with sun's colors, which Uh is interesting. (laughs) It's just great. Uh, But remember, we not not just shirts. We have hats on the way, and we currently have sticker packs for just five dollars. Grab any shirt for thirty dollars and a sticker pack, and uh, you know, enjoy yourself. Have yourself a happy holiday season. Treat yourself if you didn't get treated this year. Um, But Jesse, that's that's pretty much all we got. I. I'm excited tomorrow. We're going to do, we talked about earlier. We're going to do our year wrap up year wrap up review for 2021. Obviously this was a terrible season. So we really just want to put it in a cannon and shoot it out of a window. But uh, I will (laughs) say one more day, one more day. We have flush it all down. And that, Hey, that is Tori Lovallo's favorite thing to say about, especially the really bad games is you just got to flush them and you got to move on. You got to have a short term memory both about the wins and the losses. And I implore you to celebrate your wins. Uh, celebrate your wins no matter where they come. If they're in life, if they're on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, it doesn't matter. Celebrate your wins and flush those losses. We have one more day to discuss this stuff. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments from this year. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit more about some of our favorite players. Uh, and, uh, you know, the good. And, of course, we're going to talk about some of the bad moments as well. And there were... <laughs> There were plenty of those, Jesse. Don't you worry. We have Mm. an entire pile of bad moments to choose from. But uh, we hope you guys check out the live show. Hopefully, if there are no further interruptions and no more COVID protocols to go through, uh, Jesse and I will be in studio together for just the second time in this show's history. So please check that out. Of course, follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Please, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app and you haven't subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. I feel like you're just toying with us at this point, but please subscribe, leave us a review. You you can leave us an honest review, but we don't want that. We just want a five-star review. How about this? You leave us a five-star review and then complain in the comments about anything you want changed. Uh, I promise I will personally go and read them and I will tell Jesse about the things that he needs to do uh, to get those five stars. So uh, leave us a review, go over to YouTube, subscribe there, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss not only our content when we go live, but 
all of the live content coming out from PHNX, including the PHNX Sports Show, Cardinals, all the shows I appear on, Suns, Coyotes, the ones I don't, <laughs> ASU, uh, U of A, all that stuff. So don't miss any of that over on our YouTube channel. We thank you guys again so much for spending this time with us. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we truly appreciate you. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you bet on it.